I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Aussie Rugby Show in podcast form. If you're new to the setup, you can stay on top of and be a part of what's happening with the show simply by following Rugby Pass and the Aussie Rugby Show on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Enjoy. Great to have your company for another episode of the Aussie Rugby Show brought to you by Extra Hop Stops Breaches 84% Faster. I'm Louise Ransom, joined by Drew Mitchell, Stephen Hoyle, Sean Maloney. Guys, we're at TG Milner at Eastwood this week. Pretty good Chinese at this joint as well. Uh, amongst other things, some great players have obviously played here at TG Milner over the years. Like Favourite Eastwood player, quick. Marty Roebuck. Marty Roebuck. Tim Donnelly. Used to have the uh, socks down around his ankles. Well, yeah. Great. Well, ben Robinson. Ben Robinson. Nick White. Nick White, yeah, and they're going go. well at the yeah. moment, the Woodies. They'll play this weekend against East in Sydney Shoot Shield Elimination uh, Finals. So they are tracking along nicely under Benny Batcher, a guy Batcher, that you know yeah. well. Yes, know well. He was in the Shoot Shield uh, season that I did back for the ABC. He was playing then, so it's kind of a, yep. I don't know, I played kind of all ben moved back in the back, back in the day, and I think through all the age group stuff. Mm. Yeah, could play, could yeah, play. Could play, yeah. Famous story about Ben Batcher avoiding Mad Monday at the Brumbies once. No. Just literally hid from him from like four hours. The bus chasing around Canberra, but on another matter. Previously, he's one of my favourite players. Now the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um, he loses this weekend. What's with VV, Sean? Uh, well, some big news coming. Yeah. Um, I'm really? not sure which Simmering. camera to look at. I'm so excited about it. There's three of them here to look at. Uh, but the green grenades up on deck here, ready to go, and uh, some big news coming in and weeks ahead. We look forward to it. They oh, taste delicious. Green grenades. Ain't nothing better. Ain't yeah, nothing better. Yeah. Uh, what about the weekend? How good was it? So so. Good. Good. We're uh, all feeling really optimistic as Aussie rugby fans after that performance. Everyone's got a little, you know, bounce about. Step. Totally, exactly. It's good. Uh, what got you guys over the weekend? Drew, you go. Well, you know what got me? Captain Michael Hooper, 100th test. I mean, huge achievement. Would have been the quickest had he... Um, COVID, I think. sat one out through uh, World Cup, World Cup one, last yeah. year and that he would have had the 100 and in the quickest, but I think Taylor like is now uh, in terms of age. But still, regardless, a huge achievement to, to have done what he's done mm. in such a short period of time and his leadership and the way he's playing, he just keeps getting better. So um, well done, Hoops. Go Hoops. Look, what got me, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a lot about Test Footy Run, jump in and shoot shield quickly. So... Gordon Minor Premiers. Here we go. Four Rats players. <laughs> four Rats players retired on the weekend. Tell there was Sam Ward, Felcher, there was Josh Holmes. Josh Holmes. Anyone else? There was four. Yeah, anyway, yep. Darren Coleman, Gordon Coach. Had a, Sammy, went, Ward. Went, Sammy Ward. Sammy Ward, yeah, went, Ward. And, Sammy went and got on the, the beers with the, the Rats players on Sunday. I don't know if that's 
play on with the Gordon oh, players. Maybe there's a bit of turmoil in Camp Gordon. Maybe I'm just saying that because Ramick are playing this week. Well, how would know. you feel as your head bad. coach over at the Giltinis if he, after a game, instead of getting on the Giltinis, went yeah. and had a Gilgroni? Gilgroni. There you go. Great point you make, Drew. Let's yeah. see Knuckle. how it unfolds this I week. Maybe it's not all happy side. in the camp of Gordon <laughs> at the moment. There was, was, al- there was almost Knuckle uh, at the place I watched the test match on Sunday afternoon. You said that we're going to get into it deep dive in just a second, but an afternoon test match with kids running around yep. coming in and out of the mm. game, that with your mates so barbecue, much. one of my mate Goldie's <laughs> yeah. joint, it was all time just like so dialed into it. It was epic. Yeah. And I know that those, what did you, did you crack a gag? Like, no, I just said the, the kids just running around would have annoyed me. I, I actually oh, watched no. the test by myself. I watched the test by myself. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wanted to listen to it, I wanted to be engaged. <laughs> they weren't like right on top of things, yeah. they're out. Yeah, Goldie, yeah, yeah. get out of here, I don't need you in here. Well, I just swapped um, between two TVs because the kids in my house, so they weren't all that convenient. <laughs> you do have 18 kids, though. Uh, but what I love is that those scenes were being replicated all yeah. around Australia, and on the other side we had huge ratings, huge interest, back page on Monday. Do you yeah, think, do you think Sunday test can stay? Oh, oh God. Even if it's just Saturday tests, I'd be happy with those. But the day afternoon, daytime. Yeah. Day yeah. 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 I know just, that I know the commercial realities of it mean that it'll never happen. But, but I mean, it God, rated it was well, good. like you say, apparently across oh, all it, networks, it, it, it did was a great well. afternoon. Yep. Yeah. And there's a bit more space then. You know, Saturday afternoon, so, so congested. Yep. Yeah, congested. Yeah, congested. Yeah, you've got a bit more time to celebrate afterwards. It reminded me a little bit, very quickly, reminded me a little bit of how things must play out in the USA with the NFL on a Sunday. Everyone comes together, has a barbecue, and it's an event. Premier League, they they play any day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, Lou? Um, Michael Checker sitting by his lonesome in a coaching box at Leichhardt Oval. We know he's a consultant for the Argentinian side while they're out here. But, yeah, just on Twitter, the, the Pumas put it out. Just looks a little bit lonely. Sitting oh, yeah. there in a little hat and... He spent a lot of time in bubbles this year. He's been with the Roosters bubble. Yeah. He's jumped out of that to join the Argentinians. But he has to stay in a separate one to the team, obviously, because... Half the side probably has COVID. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably didn't have COVID. Like, that, there's a fair bit of I'd be sitting on my own if the Argentine was in there just for 14 days, sure. Sean. Just and the they do that double kissing. You know, yeah. I've got a couple of. They're, they're tight. Actually, they're involved in that team. Oh, yeah, right bit, there. Bit on the breath. So, yeah. like, sometimes, you know, just got to stay away. <laughs> hey, remember that time we were at, uh, commentating at Leichhardt Oval and you Uber Eats the pizza to the commentary box? <laughs> you said it couldn't be done, Sean. One of the great days. Or out to the commentary box. Legit. No, he didn't share it. He said it couldn't be done. Uber Eats straight up the top. Hell of a day. Well, how good we get to talk about Bledisloe, rocks and diamonds. Guys, let's start with the sparkly things first. We'll talk diamonds. Tell you what, tell you who was sparkling on the weekend was Filippo Dunguni. Mm. I mean, I know it was his first test, but he was picked on form and he brained it. Like, I just thought he was a threat every time he got the ball. He defended really well. He just looks like a guy that straight away... Well, I mean, to be fair as well, the other debutants yeah, did as well. Did. Like, they all just looked so comfortable. And that was probably my concern going in. Normally, you have a concerns over one debutant, whether they're going to actually make that step up into that next level. And all these guys did. So hats off to them. But Filippo Dunguna just... I mean, I just, I'm happy I'm not... Defending someone yeah. like that, yeah. you know, like he's so he's just every, X factor every, every time carry, he gets the ball. He, yeah. was, he was knocking blokes. He was almost yeah. putting fellas on their or beating backside them clean. or beating them clean yeah. with every single. The other touch. thing he's got, he's got rugby pace. Like he's got top yeah. end speed, but he's got rugby pace. Like in, in literally one or two two paces, like or strides, he's already quite close to his top end speed. And you just don't get that too often. What I really like was um was the fact that those debutants made their debut starting. Mm. Like mm. so many of us have made their debut off the bench, and you sit there like a nervous wreck yeah. for 40, 50, 60. 
60, 70 minutes. They got to start and just got all out of the system. But, but my diamond was actually Nick White. Like yep. I spent a lot of time in Super Rugby AU talking about how good um, Tate. Tate McDermott was and also a big fan of Jake Gordon. Like I thought he's the, clearly a really quality halfback. But the fact that they didn't go with Tate and they went with, um, they went with Tate, I mean with Jake on the bench. Yes. Um, it just highlighted the value of an experienced number nine who has a good running game, a great passing game, and more importantly, despite one of his box kicks coming back to himself <laughs> because of the wind over there, he's got a very good kicking game. So I, I really, maybe I just didn't see enough of Whitey this year to appreciate him, but he was outstanding. I the think other they night. appreciated experience in, yep. in those key areas, 9, 10, 12. Yeah. Probably the yeah. three of our most experienced players on the field, barring your James Slippers and, and mm. a couple others up, up front. But they valued that experience in those key areas, the communication areas, the driving around the team, yep. and it clearly worked for them. Was it Nick White's best game in a Wallaby jumper? Oh, look, he's had some good do, ones. Do you know the other one that he shone in? 2015, it's remarkable. It was the first spot as though 2015 yeah. when he scored the closing try. But he was yes. off the bench that game, he I believe. Was, but he came yeah. on and basically won yeah. the game Even for that. Probably yeah. his best starting game. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. the one in South Africa last year before the World Cup was, was big. Yeah. Remember? You know what, here's the thing. Like, yeah. we probably just... Because he's been overseas and we haven't seen him that much, yeah. and it's a really good example of how players get better over time yeah. if you give him enough time. And, you, and he's always been good, don't get me wrong. He's always been a quality footy player. But he's gone to good clubs. He's been at a successful exeter for three or four seasons. Yeah. He's just coming back and we're going to get the best years out of him. So as much as we've got Jake and we've got Tate there, you need three good halfbacks. You need one really good halfback sitting in the stand in their suit if you're going to be good mm. in test footy. That, so that now 9, 10, 12 are all mid-20s and up. Yeah. Which is not something that we've seen, I don't think, through that, that call uh, in quite a while. Well, we Where haven't had the that, same 9, 10, 12 for a long well, time, right. so let's see how yeah. they stick with it. Oh, it was so good. Uh, my diamonds, and it was nice having a game plan that they stuck to, <laughs> which I thought was terrific. Uh, Easily, please. If you, but if you seriously contrast that with what happened in the last game that we saw them play in the World Cup last year, where it was held a skelter and everyone was kind of going, what's happening here? There was so much purpose around what they did on the weekend. They stuck to it and they almost jagged the result. They came, I mean, we forget that they came back from 13-3 down. Yeah, as much as people on the take the piss out of the World Cup and no game plan, like... I don't, I'm not I, taking the piss. No, I don't think they stuck to a game plan over there. Like, all the stuff they meant, they didn't execute it properly in Japan. Right, that okay. was the difference. Like, yeah. yeah, no, we I mean, know... That, that we're, first we're, half against England, they made four clean line breaks yeah. and couldn't, couldn't finish. And then the, Poey throws that intercept and they run the length. Right? Yeah. Like, that, mm. those small margins are the difference. And that's what, again, what New Zealand did on the weekend. Australia were putting them under pressure early. Mm. And then the first moment the All Blacks got an opportunity, they score that try. So mm. it's just a, about e execution. And they, they stuck at it for longer periods, I think, uh, on, on Sunday just gone and that's what I, which is you know like you say they had a game plan they committed to it they stuck to it and they didn't deviate from it if it wasn't working and because at times it wasn't when they're 13-3 down but they stuck at it like you say and, it's, and then, it then they get dividends. those little results on the other side what about uh, your rock big fella no can I have another diamond yeah oh, I go for two Taniel Tupo yeah he just good. continues to wow yeah yeah uh, he still gave away two penalties on his own ball though I know that was but that was just over enthusiasm yeah but at the same time execution I also think like a, one of those, like you go, he didn't harm, he didn't do anything to the break. Would you play it on? Yeah. I, don't I reckon the first if, half. Or if you want to be really pedantic at every attack in ruck, you can sure. get someone. So that, our, our irony is, we had 14, we gave away 14 penalties, eight on our own ball. That's rubbish from the referee. Like if you want to ruin a game of rugby, start penalising the team with possession. Yeah, okay. could, could you also put that down to maybe Tenny Allen not being able to sleep in a tent before the test match? <laughs> yeah, he didn't get his car and truck <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. Did he? he hasn't been able to stick to his routine because routines are important. <laughs> had that comfy bed in the hotel instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on top of the Hilux so over there. Like He's got his bed sheets so, and he's made a couple of oh, yeah, he's like, so good. good. And did, am I right in saying it was almost a plan to have him stand 
a number of times in that t like that inside channel at 10 where he was banging it up or distributing as well like it was almost he plays his best footy when so he distributes yeah. we've seen him in NRC and yeah. we know what he can do on in his running game but he actually plays better when he passes because well, he's always drawing into defenders drawing in a couple yeah. and they get their interest and he plays out the back or mm. yeah. have that little tip on oh, what's your was, rock uh, my rock is the fact no one's to blame in this situation outside of COVID oh, again who I would being politically uh, correct I'd cut kite if I had a chance yeah. I'd rabbit chop it and do all sorts of things to it uh, was the fact we couldn't have referees that were from mm. another part of the world you're slagging off a Kiwi ref Sean we get it we're on board not, because yep. this weekend yep. Angus Gardner's the in the unfortunate position of trying to do the right thing but not go too far yeah. one way. Yeah. He's human. Paul Williams is human. Yeah, yeah. I would have got a ref from anywhere. I would have just gone. I would have just gone to Fiji and said, "Who he wants to crack? Would you? Who wants to come? Which is the random Fijian like, in whoever wants to <laughs> Coral Coast just got to hang out for the day. Who's keen for a trip? <laughs> most most of them would probably say I That's am. Then when you follow up and say, "Have you ever refereed?" There's your problem, Sean. I'm, most of them would probably say no. At least there'll be no <laughs> there'll be no controversy around it because there was a lot of controversy. And they're not decisions. bringing COVID anywhere because no one was to blame for it. They've been COVID free since forever. Day one. There was no cases, no clusters. I'm going to go rock because you really drained this out picking two diamonds. I'm going to go the Wallabies line out. Again, it's an issue. It's it caused major problems on the weekend. We got away with it at times, but at test level, we it's I really think there was calling issues and there was throwing issues. A lot of it's combination. It takes time, but at test level, that's what we seem to. That was four years ago. We got that right for the World Cup. Our strength in the World Cup was actually. Similar to Brumbies over the last few years, our set piece, our line out, our more attacking defensive line out. Uh, it took a step backwards on the weekend, and we're up against a very good defensive line out. Look, my rock is less of a rock for me, more of a diamond, but it's a big rock for him. <laughs> Rico Guani. <laughs> like, oh, that, that ball place oh. or lack of ball yeah. placement. He's obviously watching too much NFL at this mm. time of the year. Mm. Kind of got mixed messages about what he had to do when he crossed the line. But just as an outside back, you don't want to do all that work. And then imagine so having him and going in at hard because they were like you know they were looking at it so long and then he had to do that long run back up the tunnel and then just go to your coach. Oh, sorry. Imagine having him any time try score like oh. some guys in my punters club did. Oh really? Yeah. Really? True There's story. With really the issues, issues yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't me. But there was some guys from this club, formerly at really? this club, who were mm. not very impressed with Pete Miller going. Pete, Matt, Bob, and the whole three of them. Look, I think the only person, the most relieved person in the world was Falau Fahinga. Like what he did at the back of that line. I got up, walked away, I was done. It Assistant referees thought it was knocked on, but it was just clearly one of those bobble balls. So yeah. Try to get it back, I come back. Well, speaking of guys who've just had a crack, time to take you guys now around the globe via our social media. And we're going to kick it off in the Sheds post-game at the weekend. I love this. Wallabies and All Blacks coming together, a nice little bottle of something or other for hoops. <laughs> yeah, Sam Kane didn't even know what it was, but he knew it was good. Backline wine, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, was, it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If there's one thing I like to chill down with, it's a backline wine, and hoops would be no different. So that was nice at the weekend. Caleb Clark with Bigger Ronnie. Yeah. What a power. Nice. Imagine the large food bill there. in that joint. Yeah. He was terrific when he came on too, Caleb Clark. Yeah, he, he was, probably could have come into the game earlier. Oh, yeah, he was, he was straight he was away. Was just bulldozing blokes. On debut, there was, it was just a weekend of debuts. Lovely touch there from the Clark family and the extended friends and the rest of the crew. Nick White. Is we wearing any pants there, Nick White? It's questionable, isn't questionable. it? Questionable. Yeah. Hard to say, but yeah. uh, switching jerseys there with Aaron Smith and now a uh, scare cam. I mean, this is just running rampant everywhere. <laughs> That's Samu Karebi over in Japan getting in on his former Queensland Reds gears and Matt Guido still running. Are they playing in the grand final this They're week? They're in the GF. Yeah, against, I think Vikings? Royals. Oh, Royals, is yeah, it? I think it's Royals, okay. like Moorhead and Kusak yeah, okay. and a few of those boys. But um, 
I don't think he's ever won the John Denny. He's won a bit, but never the John <laughs> Denny Cup. <laughs> he's so. done all right. He's yeah, been lining up uh, trophies you want at the start. To be honest, I spoke to Gitz um, this week, and he's. Whilst he's happy to be in the final, he's also unhappy that he's missing the Everest this weekend. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not happy with that photo either. Yeah, yeah. 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 Comment about yeah. It. He's, yeah. Um, What's happening with the arms? He's actually yeah. got big arms. So the that's angle. just Yeah, it's the angle. He's got big but... arms from up here to there. Well, see, that's Skinny my problem. <laughs> that's my problem every week on this show. Camera the angle. angles. Yeah. angles. Yeah. Camera adds 40 pounds. 60 kilos on this show. Kilos. Right. It's a 60 kilo oh, arm. Don't worry, you're 190 kilos on this show. On this show only. Quickly, post-game, sheds. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Who did you guys just have a beer with when it happened, when you crossed over? Who was the best boat to have a beer with? Oh, uh, tough question to answer on the spot. But look, tr- traditionally in the Northern Hemisphere, you have a dinner with sides after the test yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. Some uh, loose dinners too. The Irish ones were always loose. Like, I remember one surprise. time in Irish, the, um, Ronan O'Gara knocked the, um, the waiter and he had like a, a tray of um, like liqueur, like almost like cock sucking cowboys, and and also and, and no, but and Sam Booker, those shots because it was getting quite loose, and it, and, it, and it went all over my jacket that was in the back of my chair, right? And so the next day, you know, obviously I had a few that night. The next day I was really not feeling that well, but I had to put my suit back on to travel the next day, and all I could smell was liqueur and Cowboy Sam Booker. So you just travelling, licking your jacket the whole day? <laughs> no, <laughs> mate, it was the last thing I wanted. out of the back of the bus. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I, think, I think it's a good part of the game to be able to go in there, and it's also what separates rugby from other games, where you can, as soon as you have that battle, you shake hands, you go in, you share a beer, you have a bit of a, a chat about... I'm sure that's talking about how hard the year's been yep. with COVID and all, all sorts of different things. It's probably the first time socially they've been able to speak to one another. Um, I remember one time with, uh, with Robbie, we were going in, but he said, look, we'll go in there and we'll talk to the guys, but no beers. I was mm. like, mate, you can't do that. So I, but they were, they were serving soup in like a, a takeaway cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pour my beers in the soup <laughs> cup. Like, You've got to find a way. You've got to find Danger. a way. Danger. <laughs> well... Yeah, no, he's finally told us once that no one have a beer. We lost to Ireland, and and in the corner, the coaches all having a beer, and players are standing there. Oh. It was like ah, it's got to yeah. be one in all. Yeah. yeah, but look, it's a great tradition. It's probably almost a little lost tradition. I think that's why Bring so many people are mm. loving seeing it on social media is because we haven't seen it. Because so these long. guys will go at each other next Sunday. Like there's no doubt yeah. about it. Like mm. it'll have no impact in terms of how much they're going to go at each other's throat on the weekend. So it's good that we can they can separate on the field and off the field. Guys, speaking of the weekend, time for the check-in. And this week, we're going to talk to one of the debutants, Harry Wilson, who joins us uh, on FaceTime. Harry, first off, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I've had a good, nice few relaxing days. Talk me through it. You've got your first uh, Wallaby test under your belt now. How was it? 
Yeah, um, it was very special, I guess, to be able to represent the Wallabies for the first time. But, um, yeah, I loved every moment of out there and, um, yeah, pretty excited for next week. Yeah, oh, look, mate, I'm pretty sure you're going to get your second test this weekend. Tell me about the combination with Dalgunu down that right-hand side of the field. Look really comfortable. You've obviously played a bit with him, but it was pretty successful early on. Yeah, yeah, I guess I enjoyed, uh, I guess, having Flippo outside me. I know it's a pretty simple job for me to try and get in the ball. So um, I guess it was quite good to get a few early touches and, I guess, get both of us involved early. Well, Big Guy, I want to take my question back to before kickoff. I'm talking Harker. You're lining up against it. Who are you looking eyes with as you've got your whole family watching on back home? And what's going on in that massive melon of yours? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit was going through my head. I guess seeing the national anthem for the first time uh, was pretty special. I was trying to build it out. I got a bit carried away and then Rab's kind of had to give me a nudge and say, slow it down a bit. But um, <laughs> facing the haka, yeah, that was pretty cool, I guess. Um, yeah, it was very, very loud and I couldn't really see anyone in my position. So I just looked at the closest person, which was Cody Taylor. So I um, gave him some uh, eyes, but don't think he really looked at me, that's for sure. <laughs> Harry, congratulations on your first cap. A big part of that process is receiving exactly that, your first cap. You got it from Dave Rennie in the dressing room after the game. How did that feel? Yeah, it was really special to be able to get, I guess, my own little baggy green. Um, yeah, it was nice to, I guess, get it from the coach, Dave, and he said uh, yeah, a few nice words. So, yeah, it was really special. Hey, Harry, crossing codes pretty quickly, you're a big Bunnies fan. They play in the prelim final Saturday night. Does that mean if they lose, it's going to get you more fired up to play the All Blacks the next day? <laughs> um, well, if they win, it makes me happier, and uh, I guess it'll make me feel a bit more confident going into the game. So uh, hopefully they can get up against the Panthers and get in the grand final. Harry, did anything surprise you when you first hit out against the All Blacks? And also, what did you learn from that game that you could maybe tinker with going into the return match this weekend? Um, yeah, well, I guess I had pretty high expectations. I guess I thought it was going to be a lot quicker and physical, uh, a lot more physical than what I've played against, and it definitely was that. Um, and I guess it's pro I probably learned how important, I guess, the breakdown is in test level. They have a lot of on-ballers and, I guess, pretty much the whole forward pack's on-ballers. So I guess that's probably the main thing, which I know this week is a major work on for all of us. And, um, yeah, definitely take that in the next test. <laughs> and just to wrap it up, big guy, we saw post-game last weekend, you pulling slips in for the real thing, putting a wet one on his cheek. <laughs> Should you get the result this weekend, what kind of man love can he expect from you? Uh, I think either way, Slips will get a lot of love from me. He, um, he actually, <laughs> he's, he's already sick of me, so um, I love, love getting around him. But I know, yeah, if we can get a win this week, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely get a few hugs and kisses, that's for sure. Harry, thanks so much for your time and best of luck to you and all the guys for the game at Eden Park on the weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to talk to Harry Wilson there. Uh, guys, I want to talk about Jordan Pattaya. He wasn't available for the first test. They've been quite cautious with him. Looks like now that he might be available for this weekend. Do you bring him in straight away? Someone like Hunter Paisami played so well on the weekend, which I guess maybe is the obvious sort of in-out situation for Dave Rennie to uh, decide on. What would you do, Hoylesey? Yeah, it's really a tough decision. I think you, you want to be able to reward performances and, and even though it was only a draw, it wasn't a win, I thought Pasami was outstanding. Um, physically, he fronted up. He, he did exactly what we'd expect of him, but like all the other debutants, they just played like they'd been out there for you know, 10, 20 tests. So I'd probably try and find a spot on the bench for Patea, but at the same time, who do you lose? Who do you I, drop I, out? I just, I just think 
just because he's ready doesn't mean to say That's, yeah. it's mm. the right time to put him in. Like, the guy's had injury after injury after injury. Mm. Like, just because he's on the shelf now where you can actually select him doesn't mean to say that we should, I don't think. But like, maybe he was last week like, and they gave him another well, week. Well, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But I still even think, like, give him a bit more time because... I mean, every time as well, like, it, you must just think of the mental side of it for him. Like, mm -hmm. there's so much expectation. Everyone, all of us, we talk about how good it is when he does play and then he gets injured again and, you know, like, it has to be playing on his mind. So give him, make sure, give him an extra week or two. The, the, the team that went out there on the weekend, they performed. Give them another opportunity to go out there and go one better. And then, then if there's injuries or someone that's maybe not in form in the next couple of games, then bring him in. But at the moment, I, don't, I think you're making a change for the sake of making a change. I don't think you need to make that change. But I also would like to, like, if I'm a coach, I'd like to be able to turn him with two minutes to go because in every game I've seen him play, whether it be Reds or Wallabies, yeah, of he's course. done something really well. He's done a, he scored Mate, a try. There's a try no doubting assist, how, you know, so, how, yeah. how much of a threat he is, but... At the, at the expense of potentially getting another injury? Like, yeah. I, so I think just keep him on ice for another week or two. Uh, would, so bench? No, he's, he's saying no, no, non-23. Non-23, non you've, got, you've got bench. Yeah, but I, oh, I'm, I'm, I just want him in my 23, but at the same time, you can't leave Hodge out. And I know he only got so five would, or ten minutes, but you can kick it from 60. That would mean Lolosio would drop out of that there you go. match day 23. Probably, well, yeah. I mean, you've got options because there. Because you've got Tamuda, you've got Matt. Higgins. Yeah, it's Hodge or And if it all goes really pear-shaped, then Hodge could potentially play 10 as well. Yep, he's done yep. it. He's played yeah, first yeah. row before at 10. Yeah. Okay. I, I would like to assume that he was touch and go for last week or good to go last week. And they said, mate, we're going to give you another seven days. Because absolutely, I would prefer to see him playing the fourth blood is low yeah. than the mm -hmm. second. So if, if there's any risk at all, hold him back. But we don't, we don't get proved to that information. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? When you speak about guys who haven't got scars from playing against New Zealand, he just does not care. No. That, no, he, and a lot a of the young guys don't. He is untainted by yeah. any of the previous results. He does not care. Okay, from the All Black side, Broden Barrett, a late scratching uh, from Bledisloe 1. Uh, assuming he's fit for Bledisloe 2, where do you put him? Are you replacing Richie Moanga? Are you keeping Barrett in the 15 jumper? What are you doing there, Drew? Look, for me personally, I don't think the All Blacks like, attack has been what it used to be when Barrett was at 10. I know over the last sort of 18 months or so, going to the World Cup last year, they've tried changing it around because Moanga's form at the Crusader level has been yeah. so good that he's forced his way into that 10 jersey, but they've shifted the world's best number 10, two years running IRB Pyro of the Year at 10 to 15. And I just don't think it's worked as well as they would have liked. And uh, for that reason, I would put Barrett back at 10 and then I would leave McKenzie at fullback. Yeah, I think last year they had that decision to make because there was no Damien McKenzie. So they were like, okay, right, who's yeah. the next best 15? And that probably was Bowden, even though he's still the number one, number 10. I, I'm with Drew here. I, I'd go, I think the Wallabies would fear the All Blacks more if there was Bowden Barrett at number 10. And, Do you think? And, well, I think much more, more of an attacking threat. Well, if we go back to that World Cup quarterfinal, Morgan was at 10 and dismantled Ireland. Through that World Cup, he was really strong. You know what? You've got someone who we think is the best world, best in the world at, at Bowden, and you've got the next best sitting behind him. But if you're, you're asking our thoughts, we honestly think Richie sits a little oh, bit below Bowden sure. as number yeah. 10. I think you're not getting anywhere near enough out of Bowden at fullback. Okay. Yeah. And when he's the best player in the world two years running, if you're not getting the best out of him, then you're not doing the best for But you know what, New Zealand? Team. Keep him out of the 23. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, some decisions for both coaches to make. Uh, Eden Park, we're going to talk about the Hoodoo guys. 1986 is the last time that an Australian team has this won hoodoo. their Drew. This is something mm. that we spoke about at our old employees. We don't mm. have to go there. Um, employees, Why don't we so. have to go there? <laughs> well, look, the, the good thing about it, look, there's obvious 
stats. It's a show that we haven't won there for a long time. There's nothing about Eden Park that makes it more difficult than anywhere else. It's just they play bloody well there. But the good thing about it is it's not Eden Park this weekend. It's Cooper's Catch Park. <laughs> uh, it's been named after a fish and chip shop in Kaikoura, yeah. uh, who's been doing it a little bit tough through COVID. So we've never lost at Cooper's Catch Park. What Great happens point. if we win over there? Like, imagine the backlash on the person who changed the oh, name yeah. and took the hoodoo away. Oh, mate, there's zero fish and chips being sold at Cooper's oh. Catch Park. I worry for them. Yeah. If things go this is not meant to help them. If things go pear-shaped, yeah. they're doing it tough through yeah. COVID, as you what touch happens? on. Imagine how much seafood extender they're going to shift if they get a result this weekend. I mean, imagine how much they're going to get love out the a door. seafood stick. Oh, my God. They do really? fish and chips well in New Zealand. Yeah. Seafood stick. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they, they, we're talking scallops. record scallops. You don't like they do a good seafood stick? No. Yeah. It's, it's not, like, it's not Anything real. that's called extender is probably best left navigated, but I'm, I, as I understand <laughs> Disagree. it, they've got a whole range there in Kaikoura, yeah. uh, in the South Bay on the um, South Island. Scallops. I'm a little bit lost, to be real, honest. Could be a real breakout weekend. Anyway, Eden Park is apparently tough yeah. to play on. So I was just going to say, the one thing that did jump out from the weekend was the line-out. How do they tinker and fix that inside six days? What was impressive was the first line-out in the second half. You mm. assume that Jeff Parling got a hold of them and said, look, it's not working, so let's try some variation, throw it over the back. They've, they've got to come up with different options. It's, it's so easy to say the line-out's not working, but to break it down into why it's not working, you've got to move them around as much as possible to throw uncontested. You've got to throw to a place where they aren't because they've got such good defensive line-out weapons in the New Zealand side. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but who would have been calling the line-outs in the weekend? I think Matt Phillip was calling the line-outs. Right, so and again, again, it's a second test. A second test, yeah. a young guy coming in. And, and all those and combinations. need that opportunity to be able to speak to uh, And And it's a coach. big thing. Like What you notice is Matt Phillips is calling line-outs, and he's... Or Luke Arm was the other second row, but I don't think he was calling. But he's, he's calling line-outs to Falau Fahinga. They've never played together. Yeah. So all these things have a big flow-on effect. So that's why you see over the years the, the combinations of a state and hooker throwing with a state thrower. Do you think that's why we see someone like a Rob Simmons on the bench that comes on and brings Absolutely. experience, who can call line-outs yep. defensively, offensively, and just has that understanding of yeah. how to execute? What I really didn't like about the whole line-out setup was we talk about how many we lost. We didn't compete in the first four or five. We stayed down, which yeah. I found... I understand staying down at a certain end of the field to stop them getting a try and getting them all set up, but up the other end of the field, we, we gave them easy exits all the way through the field. So I think as time evolves, you'll see them get more confidence and start to compete in the air on their ball too. It's a great dance at line-out time. It is, isn't it, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Time to dive in to the Aussie Rugby Show mailbag brought to you by Extra Hop. Make sure you go visit extrahop.com. Uh, .com, extrahop.com. Very good at stopping breaches. Oh, 84% faster. So quick. So, so quick. You're stop, stop your dead. What do you got for us? We've got uh, just Instagram questions this week exclusively from Gus Barnett, first off. Gussie. In honour of Rico, worst bombed tries you've seen. Go. Oh... Geez, that come to mind. A couple in the sevens. Actually, you see quite a lot of them in sevens. Remember there's a, a Japanese player that did the big... Yes. Whoosh, you know, swan dive, but the ball it. came out. His name's um, Hashino. Hashino-san. Hashino. Okay, and it's there's also that I remember some that, Samoan boys that went behind and went to, like, give his mate a try, but he passed it forward. forward pass, yeah. Yep. I'm going to go with Jeff Wilson versus George Gregg, and that was a bomb try. It was a great tackle, but it was also a bomb try. Yeah, I've been pretty upset with that. <laughs> I've got a pretty good one. Uh, this is from Super Rugby 2011. The Yoda, Greg Somerville. For the Rebels at the up time? Against, with the Rebels, up against the Reds, to come across and thought he was going to score. I think he's only ever... Super rugby rugby try. Try. I, off short notice, I've got it for you. And this is something special. So it's Sippers going out the back at Suncorp. Fang is there at Scrum Half. Boom, away he goes. In goes Yoda. Oh, no. <laughs> 
It's almost it's like so good. he knew if he scored that, he's out of the front row as you knew. Mate, oh. it's outrageous. Look at him. He cannot believe what's happened, he's baby Yoda. Himself. Um, I've never seen worse than that because he was actually across the line and then went back for it. We'll get a little sneaky replay in there for you. That's what we'll do for you. Here we go. Yeah. In he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. Yoda. Bad. Yoda. Mm, Man, next question, Luke. Okay. What do you got? Um, from Dublin Doggos. Uh, what is the worst tattoo you have seen on a player? <laughs> and where was it? Ah, uh, great addition. Yeah, we I often actually, do I've, worst I've seen Steve's tattoo. Yours is pretty bad. I've always been the top you five worst tattoos. Have you ever put it on camera? No, for it's not going on camera. Oh, I got, got, a, got a tramp stamp on my back. He's got a tiger, tiger tattoo. Really? Kids love it. Paid for itself. It's, but it's like, over. it was done. Does Lara like it? Yeah, she loves it. It's yeah. done before people were good at drawing. Like, it's proper tramps. Like it's not even like a good. But having tiger. said that, I feel like I pioneered the tattoo industry. I did this just for schoolies. Jeez, I was I cool out the there. Melvis on the Gold Coast. He's a tiger guy, like going rah. The rah. worst bit is it's put next to a mile on my back, so it looks like a tiger's chasing a tennis like a ball. ball. Can we yeah. please see the You're tattoo? Not on the tattoo yeah. Good Drew got a bad one yeah, too. Yeah, I got a bad one. I I got paper scissors rock tattooed in my ass as a young fellow with a bunch of mates. Like we just. Anyway, we had this little thing where we go on holidays and we'd have to get bad shit tattooed on us. So I, I was actually playing against Italy in a test match and I was tackled from behind <laughs> and the guys like pulled my trousers down and my paper scissors rock is like right there for everyone to see. But then he kept going and I always kept running and then it kind of came down at the front and I was like, okay, I can expose my, my paper scissors rock, but not, not my... Your not my <laughs> That thing, you know. Yeah, like, sure. So, anyways, threw the ball away. Uh, that's pretty bad. But I've actually, I've been through eight sessions of tattoo removal, so it's not really there anymore. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you talk other sessions. Here's a good one for you. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Brett too. Sheen always had one of the worst. He had the Pamela Anderson barbed wire oh, on the sleeve. Right. That was always up there. Yeah, you the wouldn't tell that to his face, <laughs> though, would you? <laughs> Definitely not. The other one is uh, <laughs> the other one is Sean McMahon had bees. Bees knees. Tattooed. Yeah. Actually, you know, when on on bees my tour with Shawnee, he got. Uh, we were over thinking maybe Wales. And on his on his midriff, which is look, Shawnee likes to enjoy himself, so he's never really that yep. lean around his his sort of muffin area. He had happy hour in <laughs> in cursive writing, uh, because that's where he he earned that midriff, right? He's in the happy hour on the beers. But he got in cursive writing, and we're like. Bro, why did you get happy how? <laughs> like, you know, because it looked the, the U into the R looked like a W with a little like you know, no regrets. On the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no regrets. He take his shirt off for recovery. We're like, oh, the happy how. Well, there's yeah. been some bad tattoos yeah, over the years. It's ones. a good question, Lou. It yeah. is. Uh, you got one? No. 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 Question no. What, what did you think that answer was going to be? Oh, we just don't know, do we? A yeah. butterfly or yeah. a dolphin or something? No tramp stamp. No tramp stamp. No. Yeah. Um, thanks to the, everyone that sent questions in for the mailbag. Really appreciate it. Keep them coming as we go through uh, this Bledisloe and Rugby Championship period. Guys, before we finish up, predictions for the weekend, Bledisloe 2. Wallabies by one more point than the All Blacks. Wallabies by three. I'm going another draw. I, oh. Yeah. yeah How many minutes into extra time? He's back this. <laughs> he's found a lucrative odd. 248. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go the same as last week, five. Wallabies by five. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it will yeah. be. Can't wait. Sundava. Oh, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, see you for Shoot Shield. You will. On the weekend. Looking mm -hmm. forward to that. That follows on after Bledisloe in Australia. We're water so, wall on the weekend. Yeah. Back to back. So oh. much. So much. Sean Maloney, thank you. Stephen Hurls, thank Thanks you so much. Drew Mitchell, thank you thank for your you. company. Thanks for your company wherever you're watching or listening. We're a podcast as well, so get around that. We'll see you next time. Go Wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it. Don't forget to subscribe to stay on top of the show with new episodes dropping each week. And remember, if moving pictures are more your thing, you can catch the show at rugbypass.com or via the Aussie Rugby Show on YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, your uncle, you know the drill. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.